Welcome to episode 166 of Tactical Crouch. Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. It's been a long week. It's been an emotional week week for good and bad reasons and all of the above. It's a week and we're one month away from Overwatch League. How's everybody doing? Before we get started... Uh, I'm John Horseman. I go by Kick Tripod. Of course, uh, Volamel and Yiska here. Uh, the show is supported by our awesome patrons and patron producers, and we would like to take the opportunity to thank our patron producers. Now, Refine Bean, Ferdino, Battlecrab, Lotion, Regzane, Sir Gerthalot, Pork Chop, Sammy, Kasha67, Chara, Nathan, Your Misery, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Chris R34444, and Browns Bot Boo How. Thanks so much for supporting the show. We love you all. If you like the show, want to support, we've got, um, we realized we kind of fell off a little bit on, on game nights and stuff with everything going on. Um, and so we're doing anime night on, uh, this weekend or not this weekend, this Friday at noon, yep. we will be watching episode five of uh, the Violet Evergarden together. Um, watch episodes one through four between now and then, if you'd like to come or just come at all and we'll watch it. We'll discuss it. And then, um, talk about other stuff. Plenty of things will be talk about other stuff. Maybe throw on some Jackbox games at the end, hang out a bit. It should be fun. Come hang out for that. You can also, uh, check the VOD for all of our episodes on YouTube, youtube.com slash tactical crouch. Boom. All right. That's it. We've got stuff to talk about today. Yeah, we do. Uh, Actually, before we do that, though, I do want to say uh, a lot of people have been asking about our power rankings. They are going to come out. We're going to try to push them as close to the season start as possible. So they're going to be um, the two to three weeks before the season starts. Uh, We haven't decided if we're going to do two weeks of power rankings and then a preseason kickoff and that's it. Or if we're just going to do two shows of power rankings and that second show will also be the preseason kickoff. We'll figure Mm -hmm. that out as we go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's definitely not going to be the same as it has been in the past. Um, but I hopefully will be able to introduce less just harping on power rankings and bringing a little bit more to the table. So be on the lookout. Because we don't want you to share it with anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. So that's coming up. But we do we do have a um, a, a bit of solemn piece of news uh, this week. Uh, Blizzard uh, did lay off about fifty employees. Um, many of those in esports. Um, some of those in Overwatch League, and people who you may have known and seen in chat here. Um, employees will receive three months of severance health benefits for one year. Do I have to say it? I'll say it if you don't want to. And a $200 battle.net gift card. That's to be taxed by the way. 
Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's an it's additional, the right? Like the rest. Are people thinking? Yeah. What the f are people thinking? <laughs> I don't who, know. That's just who is in PR and HR at Blizzard because right now I am so tilted by this. I am so like I I had to go yell into a pillow today yeah. because I like it's a slap in the face. It's literally saying here's two hundred dollars. It's really only one hundred and twenty dollars after you get taxed, and on top of that, you have to spend it on the company that just fired you. Enjoy the games. Again. <laughs> I think it Who goes back to the last show. Move? To be fair, ah. like it uh, it is like not doing that at all. Like I think the severance I my understanding is that in the American standard, it's pretty good, right? Like severance is good. Um, the health, the health insurance going on is good. Mm. Those are good things. Can, can I caveat? Okay, or can we can we set up this discussion uh, appropriately? Because like here's here's the problem. TCP has the magical powers of having news dropped sort of shortly before we go live, right? Either the day before or the hour before. We so just, we necessarily, we are in a position where our takes are half baked, right? Like, and I'll tell you, I'm full baked already. I'm full baked just, today. <laughs> just so, so like, I'm I'm clear there. I don't actually have a full clue what this all means. I really don't. I know what what I I know a little bit more okay. than what has been reported. I don't know where that is leading. Yeah. Uh, there are major puzzle pieces missing to that, and based on that, yeah, I'm I'm upset for my friends. I'm yes. confused mm -hmm. for the future of the game. Actually, yeah. cynical Yiska is screaming. I told you. I told you. That's that's what you get for being high on the leak. <laughs> like no no good deed goes unpunished. Mm. And at the same time, I feel like I'm terrible first take, per uh, terrible first take person. So I needed no, to caveat whatever. No, you're not. No, you're like a great first take person. Shut that <laughs> door right now. You get it right almost every time. And I know I'm you're just... trying to save your ass here, but yeah, when I emotionalize, I'm not it. fair. That's the problem. And, and to be fair, I like measured. I, we would be. Not only naive, but we would just be dumb if if we didn't recognize that sometimes companies need to make personnel changes and go right. different directions sure. with information that we don't have. And not every company that isn't growing is a bad company. Uh, there's just do we want to do this? Okay, let's let's do this. Okay, let's, what are we doing? You I know, the, I don't the, know, but I wanted. I think the right way to go about arguments is to strongman the other people's position, to then dismantle whatever is going on. Right, Professor Yiska so, in the house. Let's do this. Let's let's think about <laughs> let's think about why you would do this. So, okay. you have less homestands, right? A lot of people have been hired specifically to make uh, room for that, right? Yeah. 
Now, it makes sense that once homestands are, are gone for this season, yeah, and now that we have significantly less games than we used to, mm -hmm. that less personnel theoretically should be needed. That makes sense, right? Like if you if you had a a business spreadsheet, yes. and you're like everyone's uh, reducing their overhead, need less people to do it. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Like sure. also like the everyone in the league has been told to go mean and lean. You know, like uh, dial back the overhead there, in order to uh, come closer to the goal of profitability. Only fair that the league does it as well and gets rid of some redundancies right like observers so, <sighs> right we're still strong manning yeah yeah we're we're I'm this is this is hypothetical I'm definitely arguments fine with that right yeah um but like the so if you're completely detached from the situation and don't know what's going on behind the scenes or are too far removed ahead of uh, up at the food chain chain this makes a lot of sense, especially because we don't know where these resources... Apparently, it's not just a saving thing, it's a reallocation. Mm -hmm. So we don't know where that's going. And I remember vividly feeling like... Like, we, we were all laughing at Riot Games for, uh, for uh, a while ago, like, they removing, like, some sort of budget, like, it's directly impacting the esports, and they, them saying, mm -hmm. we're going to reallocate it in a smarter way what happens they actually went out and got like you know the amazing event coverage and that type of stuff right mm -hmm. as a I'm not sure if it was a direct result so theoretically there's a big upside for reallocation of resources right could be maybe possibly like, from the outside i'm sure from an ivory tower this all makes sense right no i hope no, i mean but <laughs> fine <laughs> Yeah, I like if if you're purely business perspective from this, which it is a business, I suppose. Like, yeah, corporation business. But then when you get into the sports business journal interview, that that is basically hinting right. at a like direct move away. And I know that's probably something you wanted to get into, but I felt like it was like very pertinent to like deconstructing that point where. Uh, Tony Petiti, hopefully I'm, I'm getting his name Sorry. right. Petiti! Um, whatever. Um, he comes out and is saying that, you know, live events are very much part of both the Overwatch League and Call of Duty League. Uh, we plan to get back to them as soon as possible, but they're also saying that, you know, online competition could be, you know, utilized quite heavily in, in the future. Um, obviously, optimism, yada, yada, okay. yada, whatever. It, it, it Here's another thing that we need to say in order to strong arm the arguments, because... Okay. Homestands, they worked for most teams for the first time. They sold out most, uh, sure. like, to my uh, understanding. They did Some had well to adjust enough. prices. Sure. I'm pretty confident that especially those that had um, like two homestands, like Washington Justice, Agreed. they had trouble making it, uh, filling it up. And after five, freaking yeah. now nah, my dude. dude, you're not filling up an arena. Get away from yeah. my thing, please. <laughs> Don't do it. Leave him alone. Oh no, he wants to, he wants to kill it. Leave him oh, alone. No. Oh no. Oh no. He's attacking it. He's don't, like, what are you? Don't you do it. Oh. I'm yelling. Tony Patetti with your career. This is the Overwatch League. 
Oh, and it's prospects. Why is it always oh, cats that decide the fate of of the Overwatch League? I don't get it. <laughs> We're just cursed, cursed by the cat. Sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> yeah, for audio listeners, Timo, Mr. Kick Tripod's cat, is attacking what can only be described as the cutest topping of an ice cream cone. Uh, stuffed animal uh, in the background and is, is just being generally cute. Timo's a wow. Glad that he's, right. he's, he's that's an one. omen. Anyways. Saved. <laughs> Saved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yes. Homestands, I, I agree that this model that we had of every single Overwatch League match being played offline at a home location flying around the planet is not a sustainable uh, business model and not a sustainable state of affairs for, for us for the players. I disagree. Okay. So I think I think that having regular season games is what made home stands boring. You see your team play <laughs> once for no stakes. Cool, mm -hmm. but I saw my team play yeah. once. See, yeah. Why would you go see it again? Right. There's no trophy at the end of the weekend. There's no... There's very unlikely hype. I mean, do you remember some of the matches that we had at some of the homestands? Some teams just got screwed. Now, I, I do think the, 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 the strongest argument is finding... Or not the argument, but the strongest format is finding the right frequency between logistical balance... Staff and player health, and um, you know, yes. making those online or those in-person events um, sell out. Like that's that's the Venn diagram we're trying to find the the middle piece there. Right. There is something there. Every week, I don't think needs to be a thing, but every two weeks, I think is totally feasible. Every three weeks, even more feasible. Maybe, yeah. And yeah. I'm not sure if our news that we got necessarily makes that impossible. Because I feel, feel like there are certain teams that still very much want to have this in place, where mm -hmm. they have a legitimate business case where that uh, would make sense for them. You know? So, like, maybe... The thing is, can you run a league where everyone just like volunteers an indefinite amount of homestands and then you play an asym like a massively asymmetric amount and just like Mitch and Max at the start of the season you don't have any like for instance let's say Dallas decides to run five or whatever right sure and then another team doesn't have the business case for it so it runs zero or just one like or maybe you need to uh, allocate them based on the proximity and like need to create the um, the league structure around that in terms of like travel. Maybe you push for more re uh, relocations of uh, NA franchises to the uh, Asian region in order to have like a even splits ten ten um, to have like interdivisional play there. No idea how you that, like. There are a lot of ways you can achieve this, but at the same time, it's just like I feel like. The idea that like homestands would have worked differently for different teams, I think. And um I mean, yeah. 
Most they, they, they're in different economic areas where different prices are to be expected, where different, sure. uh, you know, the rent is different. The demographic that you're attracting is different. Size of your audience is different. Like, I wonder, I would have loved to see like a business breakdown of the best, the most profitable homestand against the least profitable one. Um, and if there ha would have to have, or if there could have been uh, efficiency made in order to decrease the overhead or whatever it is, right? But like, I think those numbers would be great to look at. Unfortunately, we had what, five, six, and then the couple in 2019 that I guess you could you count. You can't even get the ball rolling down the hill with that. Yeah. Look, the, the worst part about all of this is, right? I, for, I think it must be five years since the announcement of the Overwatch League. Maybe it's just four. Feels I'm like sure. it. Yeah. Feels I felt like my I told you so dance would feel way more satisfying than it does. It sadly doesn't. Oh. Because you're like Alfred in the Dark Knight. Localization was like from the beginning, just like we've that like we we will never know what we lost by attracting a certain kind of audience that it, yes, we now have an audience that is interested in localization we're not okay. thinking about the adverse effects of attracting these people and shaping a really weirdly unique community that has also gate uh, like closed the gates on a lot of uh fandom that could have otherwise been in and it just doesn't make sense if you want to create the league of the future it is not in physical space like that's that was my entire idea. It's yeah. like people in esports are not location based, and maybe you didn't no, want yeah, like what what the Overwatch League likely succeeded is in is drawing in people that otherwise aren't uh, esports fans, mm -hmm. right? Generally, I think like that is like in in the breakdown. Like we've we've done a lot for esports in that regard. For the actual esports fan, dude, like. Nothing. Next now, the, the problem with all of this is we have closed so many doors that we could have taken in order to make this uh, like more doable. Like, are you going to be a third party organizer trying to uh, host events in, in this game? Like, and, and probably not, right? These days, not so much. Not so much. Unless you have we a could have had interest that in from, the, from the get go, right? Yes, I, I there's there's a lot to kind of unpack and, and tackle. Um, first, kind of doubling back to the reallocation of of the budget and, you know, strictly looking at this move as as a business, you know, opportunity. Um, you, you directly compare Riot Games, um, an actual leader in the esports space versus Blizzard or Activision Blizzard. You know, can't leave out the old Activision folks. Um, you know, I think there are two different uh, feelings there. I think there are two different executions there. Um, one has knocked it out of the park. Uh, the other has ultimately failed every time it feels like they step their foot in this space. Um, and as the Overwatch League continues to hemorrhage what feels like dollar bills, um, I do not trust them at this point. I'm going to... Uh, satiate that that cynical yiska in the back of your mind that is like aha i told you so 
yeah i don't i don't i don't trust them to allocate anything at this point i think every every good person in this company has been completely uh either thrown through the mud or has just actually just taken the leave and then moved elsewhere probably for the betterment of themselves um that's that's a key missing thing in this discussion right it's not like we're had we had so much like staff that everyone was just sitting around twiddling their thumbs no they were given 120 percent anyway yeah so by reducing that you know what's suffering quality of the product percent. don't think for a second you're not going to be impacted by that this season mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent you will be you will have you will be watching a worse product mm -hmm. and Whatever goodwill you you produced by having like gone down the right direction, gotten like people in like Mr. X who understands the esports place, hundred percent, taken third party or like you know like people from the community and having that them have impact on your like just becoming a bit more organic, dude. You're taking the steam out of that ridiculously. Like already. Not gonna lie, like the, the viewership numbers for Overwatch content that is esports is still waning. We haven't stopped the bleeding. Like, at some point, you cannot believably shuffle numbers around in order to uh, demonstrate growth in, in some regard. Like, it, once again, like, it, it doesn't come as a shock for for people that thought about it but like for instance my uh, i did an interview with alan uh, mm -hmm. the overwatch league um caster and he said like the yes the viewership numbers for like the growth is is good but the game is not doing well in comparison it's just like that they have a ton of audience and of course necessarily like that growth would be happening in that regard right so i don't know like it's we're we're getting again like is it's, it's too early like i'm mostly confused about where this is going because i don't know where that reallocation will happen and maybe sure. in half a year we will sit here and think okay they they put it in this thing and it clearly improved our experience but from whatever you are used to from last season and the quality of your uh, broadcast it will be detracted from whatever I players had like in terms of the, their connectivity to the league that has uh, been hurt significantly in these layoffs so it's like stuff's getting harder dude like it, it really is and i'm sure like the people that are first and foremost like concerned with the with putting out a great product and not necessarily the money part of it are discouraged by this right like they, for, for all intents and purposes, you turned the ship around and now you're getting the, uh, the budget hammer, right? I'm not sure if this was always going to happen and this was already in the pipe beforehand. Um, I think I, they did a solid thing in the PR department by giving good severance packages. Sure. And again, you're letting people go, go during a pandemic, trying to find jobs. That's, by the way, like a lot of the team that just out of nowhere stamped a full broadcast experience um out of uh like their bedrooms for you last season yeah. in like a gargantuan effort right like everyone involved there from producers to ops to team ops to league ops like it's just ah uh, dude like man did that take steam out of my 
engine. Like, Unreal. Uh, sorry, I'm arguing in chat. The, the <laughs> big, my big kind of point, um, another, another just kind of thing that I'm hung up on is, again, it, for me, it always comes back to the vision. And it's obviously, you know, I think the Sports Business Journal interview um, with Mr. Petiti um, kind of dances around this, this shift in exactly what the Overwatch League is going to be moving forward going Big into PR Overwatch mistake, 2 by the way um fair um and I think that's always going that that always kind of was the problem after Nate left and it seems like he was like the big architect for the league in general so after somebody that influential leaves and more and more people who I would trust to know and understand and get esports also leave the vision argument only continues to get worse and worse and worse. Um, it, it's it's a it's a problem that only is exacerbating itself. I don't know that it always had to happen, but I think it's been kind of written in the sand for a long time and we're getting the the repercussion, the serious repercussions of it now. Um, and like Yiska is saying, like. There's a part of me that wants to look back at this in, in a year's time and go, we, we see tangible growth. We see exactly where these these you know resources were allocated differently. We see the vision change. It's very clear now exactly what they want this to be, what the game's going to be with, for Overwatch 2. But I feel like we've been saying that for about five years now. And we still haven't seen anything. So I have two points to make. Number one, have you mm -hmm. seen the Simpsons episode of the, mon the monorail episode? monorail salesman comes in sells springfield on this big awesome state-of-the-art monorail okay they sing a song about it it's iconic iconic go ahead and, and google the simpsons monorail episode uh song and uh you have a great one everyone's excited about it and then uh it falls apart deteriorates breaks and then like now it's a joke for seasons to come. There's just broken down pieces of monorail. Monorail just everywhere. Okay. <laughs> the Simpsons. Um, the, uh, so, <sighs> number one, it feels like that. We were sold a product that was uh, pretty pristine um, and pretty state-of-the-art. And over the past four to five years, I don't even know how many years it's been because this last year has been 20. Um, true. Over the f past four to five years, it's been all about tightening the belt every single yes. time. Lower, lower overhead, higher prices. It's been squeezing, and I don't think that this is an Overwatch League thing. I think this is an Activision thing. Um, I think Blizzard set out to do Overwatch League the Blizzard way. I think Activision set out to do Overwatch League the Activision way. And in that, um, it, we, we lost what we were promised. We were promised an international league, localized teams, localized land games, and ultimately, we've been, um, you know, there's honestly, there's there's ways in which we are no better than any like Valorant circuit tournament that lasts a month. A couple weeks of seedings, then you do a tournament at the end of the thing for prize pool. 
that's what the Overwatch League is now, except that third-party tournament organizers aren't involved. There's super rigidity in the formats. There's super rigidity in the teams and the players. And because of that, you just have an overall less competitive landscape. Now, the upside is, is the best talent in Overwatch has been consolidated relatively well. Um, but it, I think, really removes the ability for, for young people to make a name for themselves. We, I feel like we lo- we're losing the Crusher 99 dream. Oh, that's been... I hate to break it. I feel oh, like yeah. that's been dead for... Yeah. I agree months, that years now. now it's like... Yeah. This, the, the path to pro is effectively... I, I think it was understaffed before. I think it's a, a shell of a shell of its former self. Um, yeah. That needs a whole redesign and repurposing. Um, it, it, it really is dire straits, and it feels like, again, we've been saying that for... We've been grasping at straws to be positive, um, and this is just another nail just sticking out of a... a whatever you want to call the overwatch league at this point it's 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 rough it's it's like john saying and hopefully I'm, I'm understanding the message correctly you know you bring people in with this vision that this is going to be this localized you know semi you know sports like league bringing in people from outside of esports non-endemics into paying attention to this and we have people in chat you know celebrating the localization saying look i wasn't a big fan of esports before this you know i came in with the nyxl or like i'm from atlanta so you know i gotta you know support the Atlanta phase and Call of Duty and, and the rain and whatnot. And, and that's done good. That's done some good for a lot of people bringing them in. And maybe they've, you know, found enjoyment elsewhere in esports. That's great. That's not where we are now, even though I think where we are now is where we should have been in the first place. I think this is what esports kind of has been built on the back of. And I think this is what the endemics know. And I think you can use localization with the format we had now in the first place to really skip a lot of the growing pains. Obviously, that's not what happened, but here we are now. And I think that that gear shift away from the initial vision to where we are now is, is turning a lot of people off on top of, you know, what Yiska is saying, um, which which undoubtedly is probably going to come to pass. Layoffs don't necessarily bode well to a, you know, a refined and tightened product. Let's let's, you know, not mince words. The loss of observers will probably make this much more difficult. Uh, I can't imagine that uh, there's going to be a ton of content. So uh, hope hope you were, you know, looking forward to that. Prize pool money is down <laughs> over a million dollars year over year as well. Yeah, yeah it, it's another symptom of, of a continued tightening of, of this game. Um, but, and, and this is kind of where I... I sympathize with yiska's kind of confusion it's like okay what are you going to do it's obvious that you want to change the league you you want to change exactly what this is supposed to be so what else are you going to do about it where's where's the grand scheme where's the plan where's the the puppeteer at the top where 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 is this headed and again i feel like we've been talking about that for years now and it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like there is an actionable plan set in place it feels like, again, I'll reiterate what Yiska said at the top. 
people too far up on an ivory tower looking at this purely as a business perspective and it it, it really the thing lacks. is i'm not sure they're wrong yet i'm really not i'm confused on what's going on like i will be able to evaluate whatever they're cooking up sure when we see the results of this if it is just like to save money nah dude nah it's not no, enough it, it can't be it this can't be not to enough. save money it has and, to be something different dude like even if you if you believe that you just like gotta hold on to your dr life until overwatch 2 it doesn't matter once again like i know people believe it does overwatch 2 doesn't matter for overwatch pvp a fraction of it will result in, in viewership we're not getting back to season one viewership doing that um, yeah it needs to be a cumulative effort of like picking the right streaming platforms picking uh like having a better game experience and okay jo joe you ready for this i'm ready hit me with would it would you would you like to oh my god no it's it's flipped okay. oh god okay no no it's it's, hit, good, on our, it's good on our end it's good on our end okay can, can, can we, well, do you want break to hit the glass, the glass? i'm okay, breaking break the glass breaking the glass yep that's a Free t to play. t t2p <laughs> Free to play. That's an F. What, a guy, what are you talking about? That's an F. I don't know how you write what F in Germany, but do, do I have that thing? Here? I, don't, I don't know what uh, kind, how of, to cross what kind of Fs have a little baby T that you combine a baby T, a lowercase T, and a capital T Wait, in one. Oh, you're, you're, you're trying to phase about up? this one? Yeah. This little tail here? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's basically like that elementary school stuff here. But you're right. You, I 100% agree yeah. with you. Free to play is way better way more accessible to a younger audience as well um i i do i i mean we know now at this point that younger audiences just aren't playing for games they're are paying for games they're playing games that they can play for free or super duper cheap infinitely they're not the ones hey, just, buying assassin's creed valhalla I, not that I they aren't playing that phone. i would have bought it when i was a kid but there also wasn't a whole lot of free to play then but still the idea of playing paying 60 or 40 dollars for a game uh mm. is is rare is rare for young audiences we yeah, know that agreed i think they're trying to pull the, the reverse fortnite you know how fortnite was first like this like 3d tower defense thing and then they tagged on the pvp thing and then that yeah, popped the reverse like now fortnite. now we are putting like overwatch 2 up get all the marketing budget from there and then we tag the pvp on but because the children can't afford but yes, the non-pvp uh, non-f2p portion we're getting that and there i agree that will cause growth it's not overwatch 2 that causes growth it will be like the the uh, the combination if overwatch mm -hmm. in fact goes f2p so you're telling me these free weekends and Overwatch being permanently on sale for the last six months is not enough? You're telling me we have to go free? I'm sure we got a ton of Smurfs because of that, yeah. Like, I don't know. It, Shout out to it, Fraud. It, <laughs> the, the, we've been dancing around the free-to-play model, what it feels like for, again, years now at this point. Um, I, I find it constantly hilarious every been time I check my it. emails. We... I don't know. <laughs> it's just been we a just thing said, that's just like, like so when are we going free to play it yeah. should be free it, it's comical like, how many emails you actually get that's just like overwatch is on sale 80 percent off it's like now's the perfect time to do it too 
Overwatch is free until Overwatch 2 comes out. Yeah. Or purchase you know Overwatch that... and get Overwatch 2 for free. Although Overwatch 2, I think, is going to... Actually, I don't know. Because it's PvE content. PvE content typically mm -hmm. isn't free to play. Uh, I bet you the PvP part is free to play. It's it it, it's, it feels weird. We're like the golf of esports. Where like the the entry costs are prohibitive and like you wonder why only like the the rich kids get in, right? Or interested. And they're the worst too. Rich kids are the worst. <laughs> they have the worst manners. They're all toxic. Yeah. Chances are chat that you have uh that you could have been a golf player instead. True. No, but but um of course like it the the comparison is pretty bad because like the real prohibitive cost of esports is having a gaming rig and then that Overwatch is actually decently optimized, right? The $40 additional entry fee, yes, is a problem. Per I will platform, also say by the way. like probably like every, like most families have like a good desktop to PC that can at least play Fortnite at home. Mm -hmm. So if you don't even need permission from parents to like buy a Just game into or the game. spend yeah. your allowance that that's a big hurdle right mm -hmm. um of course like whenever i i talk about these topics i feel like a dumbass because i, I definitely don't know anything about marketing like that those you know like barriers that are definitely calculated and i'm sure it made business sense for overwatch the game and uh blizzard uh, or activision the company to not do that until now for the esport i mean without a shadow of a doubt like, there's no doubt in my mind that this hurt the esport by not being free to play. Whatever you think, like, bad effects this might have had in terms of, like, more cheaters being ranked and whatnot, it, it like, it's, it's just infinitesimally small to the benefit of having a bigger player base and therefore, like, breaking down that experience, having better talent, having, mm -hmm. um, like, more uh, uh, people interested. Because, like, Technically speaking, like the uh, the the content that teaches Overwatch gets a fair share of uh, traffic still, but what could it be, and what percentage of that trickles down into the esport, right? Yep. So yep. yeah, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I, I don't think even anyone in the league would definitely no. not from the teams would agree with that because, like, the rumors of teams wanting that has been in the ether for like since season one, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, to your point, like, it really says a lot that we can't get people in the door. And if we remove any kind of barrier to entry to be able to at least get them in the restaurant, we can start to work on the food. We can work on the service. We can do that. But if nobody's, you know, shopping or, or at least stepping into the restaurant. Overwatch, you know, Cafe Overwatch isn't isn't going to succeed. We need people cafe in this place. Overwatch. We need people to at least try the game if you can try the game and not have to you know have a price tag attached to it and can be you know attracted elsewhere whether it be pve whether it be cosmetics your favorite heroes the the esports scene whatever it might be the fact that there's already a barrier to entry is a no-go for people especially if they're on the fence so if we remove that we can work on creating systems like uh, i think cs has like a prime feature where you sign up through uh your social media or whatever it might be and you you two-factor authentication to to try and dissuade cheaters as best you can that can come in once we get players back into this game or at least attract players 
acquisition that does that. and retention. They're two different things. I'm seeing a lot of comments in chat about, you know, making it free to play doesn't mean people are going to keep playing a game. Those are two oh, different sure. right. problems. And and I totally yeah. agree with you. Uh, we've I've, I've said it before, like Overwatch is just fundamentally not good enough of a game. But yes. by reducing, so you, you ever get an itch to play a bad game? Like a, a game that oh, yeah. you had some fond Overwatch. memories of? <laughs> Overwatch, exactly. I mean, for, honestly, yeah, I will be yeah, frank. For me, it's hard though. Uh, every once in a while, I get, just get an itch and I want to play it again. And I go back and play it. When you have no barriers to entry, you... Makes it really... You know, like, then, then you work on retention. Then you work on how do we make the game better so people stay playing our game or spend money yep. on our game. And that's, that's, they're, they're two different things. So again, it, it's totally fine. And you point out a right thing. Like if you fix retention, but the barrier is too high to, to get in because people aren't paying for games nearly as much as they used to be. Well, they, they mm -hmm. are, but in different ways. You still haven't solved the problem. At the same time, if you don't address acquisition, and acquisition addressing is super easy. You can, you know, complain about the, the systems and, and you'd be right all the time, but those solutions are not straightforward. The mm. solution to ac acquiring new people to play your game is to remove the only barrier people have to acquiring your game, and that is making it free to play. And then the other thing would be then, you know, making it available on more platforms. That one is a lot more complicated, but removing a paywall is super straightforward and easy. And we, we talk about this all the time is, so, you know, some progress is better than no progress here, especially as Agreed. we go into a pretty shitty 2021 yeah. from, from what we're, what we're hearing. So is it better to acquire some people who, you know, will play for a few hours and jump ship? or, you know, only play with their friends who play Overwatch and not play anymore, play for a weekend or play for a week and leave. Is it better to get those people into your game and maybe you retain 1% of those than it is to just have 0.01% <laughs> of people buy the game? In yep. my opinion, it's way better to go with the former rather than the latter. And we have an it's increase in retention in the wings. It's Overwatch 2. That's our retention saver. That's our, our build up yeah. on retention. Obviously, so, we don't know the details of it. We, we have to but, give them the benefit of the doubt with that. So we can have both here. We can have the retention. We can have the acquisition. One is just dragging its feet through the mud. Again, I don't think it's uh, surprising that there are consistent free weekends for this game. I, I don't think it's you know coincidence that th this game's on sale permanently for the next year and a half, right? Until Overwatch 2 comes out. I, I think you can have your cake and eat it too in this instance. But they're not moving. And again, I look at the business aspect. I look at the people that are so far removed from this game that don't know what's going on. They're, they're not boots on the ground. They don't see the community. And, and the, these people in chat who are like, yes, the game needs to be fixed. And we're totally in agreement with you. But we need people to start to play the game first. And then hopefully Overwatch 2 fixes the retention issue. That's, that's the, the, the plan that we've been given. The thing is, like, if you think about it, Okay, some Yiska lore. Like five years ago, I had like a podcast called Watchpoint. By the mm -hmm. way, before the Watchpoint, the Overwatch League show, of course, existed. I recently went through the episodes. One of the episode titles is um, like something about like add the addictive stuff and make us stay. Like just introduce. Th that's the thing. 
Overwatch does not have extrinsic like carrots, you know? So yeah, yeah. Jeff Kaplan wants you to keep playing Overwatch out of the goodness of your heart, of the fuzzy feeling that it does in your in your tummy, mm. and the self-improvement and whatever you get out of that feeling. While other games are literally taking their like their fishing rod and attach crack cocaine in front of kids. Like it's also a King faces. of the Hill episode, by the way. <laughs> he, he attacks crack cocaine to, to a fishing rod and goes fishing and gets all the fish hooked on crack so he can go fishing. <laughs> the, the thing is, like, think of what, like, $70 Valorant skins that keep you mm, in because yeah. you've invested currency. Yep. Like, the skin market in CSGO. Like, Don't you wish CSGO Jeff was itself. right, though? Don't you wish that Jeff was right? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, but... That the spirit every, of competition... Like, this is 21, dude. I supported it. I said, I love that. Yeah. I'm behind Team Jeff all the way. And then you now, break, four though. years into it, I'm like, yeah, you know no. what? I'm wrong. I want some skins that nobody else can get. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. a battle pass. I want some progression. Let me let me feel like I'm getting somewhere I'm with your sorry. game, but we're yeah. not there. That's like believing crack. like you, you sh you, you're against like, artificial intelligence and like the artificial life and you realize I can't actually hang with these androids. I got everything are, from down here is just robotic as well, but I will keep my humanity as the head. There right? has That's to be, what Overwatch is, needs to be. There has mm -hmm. to be a psychological term or some sort of fancy science term that you can throw at us for an idea that is better and makes something worse. An idea that is inherently for the greater good that right. gets ignored because of the, the personal either gain or pers the way that you can... Oh, yeah, it's called know, candy. Candy. It's called sugar. <laughs> yeah. It's called caffeine. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's called giving sugar with the medicine, yeah? Like it's sadly like then just make sure that whatever you're trying to push is like valuable. I understand that your competition is literally binding children to loot boxes if Golden Messi comes out and like 150,000 people can watch that on Twitch. I understand like that you don't want to facilitate that, but that's that's the evil that you're up against. So you wrap you wrap the addiction around uh, like whatever the the nice core within that gameplay is, like even CS:GO as an evergreen formula, right? Like this game has been um, like big twenty years. If they don't get the st uh, s um, skin market, that the game was seriously in decline before uh, that stuff hit, and then like. Yeah. They threw the crack cocaine out. The kids came up, and now oh, CS:GO is once again the best game. Like. Purists or understand that the what the value of Counter Strike is, but that's mm -hmm. not what the, keeps the game together. And we see it also like with the waning interest in CS:GO because like the skin market is like it's almost equivalent to the market value of skins and whatever it is, sure. right? So we need our crack cocaine. Make it less bad. Like I don't Clip know. This. Like, Clip this, please. Clip him. <laughs> He needs to be sent to the so, authorities. And, and this, is a, this is a good chance. There is international regulatory risk to just doing... I mean, number one, Overwatch as well as Hearthstone have to abide by these same rules. They both have Agreed, loot boxes, yeah. and in a lot of countries, they have to 
Um, they have to publish the chances you have to get right. each type of thing. There's increasing regulation going on about that. Randomizing cosmetics via a loot box system is not the only way to make a game free to play and make it profitable. Valorant, mm -hmm. as I recall, doesn't have a loot box system. Nope. It's, it's just, just a shop. It's purely just a shop that rotates. Yep. Um, just like Fortnite. So there's no scarcity in these skins at all, right? Like I'm sitting on my eight thousand currency, really having not played that much. I don't mm -hmm. really want anything. Like I, I don't have any desire to buy anything and think, wow, that's cool. Or when I see it in the game, other than the championship skins from the Overwatch League, like the Mercy skin is amazing, mm -hmm. the Lucio skin is amazing. Like when these pop up, like people go like, oh, that's nice. This needs to be everything. That's that's your Ooh, sugar. You're on my shit. That's that's my shit right there. If you can if you can like hyper like inflate skins or like just well, and how just crack that, them out like because because Fortnite kind of has this where there's a few skins that have only shown up in the in the shop mm. once or twice in you know in the matter of years right since it's yep. been out. I think it's the the skeleton one. Uh, I, I think was you know one of the ignorance. What's uh which. Uh, is super rare. It's not even that great of a skin, but because it's so it's just rare, rare, yeah, there it is. People want, like, oh shit, the skeleton skins in the shop. Go go go! Like it's immediate, just yeah. flood on social media. People are like, oh yeah, Fortnite. It it that alone does something to people, right? Like the rarity in games, whether it's skins or or you can you can do all kinds of stuff with it, and you're seeing it constantly with like the card game like Renaissance NFTs. I Again, I'm going to feign a little bit of ignorance on that, but it feels like it's 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 meant to be rare. It's meant to be sought out after you. You're the sole owner of this one piece of whatever digital art it is, right? Like it's it's about being special in that way. Mm -hmm. And you get a weird dopamine shot of that. And I think Valorant does it in different ways where there is a progression system. So you feel like you're at least getting something out of every time you log into the game. Overwatch doesn't have that. There's no, there's nothing to unlock. There's no heroes to unlock. There's no skins. Okay, great. I can I can grind some gold. Are there daily <laughs> quests anymore? Like I, it's 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 a it. You log in, you play, and you're like, wow, that was irritating. I played a, an Anubis map where my ball one trick and my Torb one trick uh, had a screaming match. Yeah, great time. Love that. So thing is, like, I wish everything was like Overwatch, right? In fact, everything else, like literally Twitch, like streaming, everything where sure. you need to extract money from gamers is basically like gamers will be like, oh, can I buy stuff off your Amazon list for a little bit of attention, like good stuff? No, we can just like, you know, go on a date. It's fine. Mm, no, I don't want that. I'm not sure if that yeah. <laughs> you understood why that I get yeah I get what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, like going after this. I can't say the, the, the S word I think on here anymore. So. It's thirsty it's people. Like, yeah, like the, the dehydrated folk. It, it is unfortunately the state of affairs with everything. How you extract currency from like it, it's almost baked into the economy now for everything yeah. that's. And it makes sense to like ethically. I agree. If you pay upfront for a game, you shouldn't be paying for much more content. Agreed. Agreed. Doesn't say FIFA, where the purchase of the game which is by the way aaa title price every time like the company ea now makes more money off the loot boxes than from the actual game yes yeah. that's ratchet 
absolutely is. You don't need to be this hard, but you need to like adjust a little bit. Apple. Agreed. Apple makes more money off of other app subscriptions. Of like people paying money to buy a, a subscription in their store than they ever did on the iPod. Yeah, that's wild to me. It's crazy. And I think it might also, it, uh, up until recently, the, the same was for the iPad. I know <laughs> I, Apple, just like the uh, App Store services revenue is just through the roof of people just that's being insane. willing. And it sucks. And like, I don't want to be this way. <laughs> I don't want, to, but I can't help myself. I don't myself. want the more expensive option. You ever, you know, like there's, there's always a cheap option for everything. And obviously yeah. look around here. I don't choose the cheap options nearly enough. Um, and I should, and I should be happy with that. And I mean, I can get comparable quality and I can do whatever. And the, um, yeah. Okay. So Mm, I'm not, I'm, I'll, I'll engage that on <laughs> in chat because uh, I'm not going to address that right now. Um, the, forgot my train of thought. Uh, you buy expensive things. But this is kind uh, of, I, I buy, I buy expensive things. It's not in my best interest, to? like to not get the Kirkland brand and instead get Nike. Right. But I do. But you do. And you feel good for it. Right. It's fun. It's fun to buy designer stuff. And have that, you know, boost, whether it be social or, you know, aesthetic. Um, yeah, it's I, I, I wish we weren't that way. I, I wish, you know, everybody could be like you said, uh, Overwatch and, and just be about personal growth and, and have a, a weird kind of martial arts aspect to it. The beauty of kind of fighting games in that way. Um, they're fun to think about, but when you actually get into it, it's a lot more uh, reflective and real than maybe you expect right it's it's a fun thought to be like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna learn this character and i'm gonna you know really test myself and i'm gonna get good at this oh i'm gonna go smoke crack bye yeah. like yeah it, it's a fun it's a fun thought but once you, you actually both. get into it you, need you, you have and I to think, have and i think blizzard can do it responsibly somewhere in the middle i think i think I, that I, there is a middle ground between 50 dollar skins and mm -hmm. open marketplaces and then the same vanilla skins for five years where I now have over 80 loot boxes that I just don't even open because it makes my chat tilted yep. when they see 80 unopened loot boxes because I have all the skins I want. Right. And I don't even play that I, much. Yeah. I think progression is that that balancing act. It That's where I think things need to be a little bit more innovative, whether like it's what you get from a progression, what you're progressing into, how how that impacts you as a player. I think that's that morally sound balance where it isn't just like hey you like spending money well don't i have a deal for you like it, it it feels less scummy where it's like you put time into a game here's an apt reward here's some achievements here's some rewards for those achievements there's there's things that you can actively pursue that's that is just time into the game instead of just money thrown at a screen and an immediate dopamine hit. that's where i go ew that feels like crack i want to carry it I want something in front of me that I can chase and, and pursue and feel rewarded for doing. Um, I, I think they already kind of do this with WoW very well. I just shocked that Overwatch hasn't seen that same treatment and hopefully it does in Overwatch too, but hopefully they, they have a lot on their plate with that game. It's, it's ridiculous, but 
We're gonna we're gonna close close the 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 conversation yes. on this, and then we're gonna talk yeah. about some of the other Keep- esports stuff. But there's one thing I want to add. We're not mm-hmm. advocating to put heroes behind a pay a paywall. No, no, no. Overwatch just doesn't one... work that way. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. May, maybe on the PVE side, there's a way that you unlock maybe, yeah. certain heroes, but on the PVP side, yeah. everybody needs That's to be not... working with the same pool. Um, Agreed. It's it's just and and I'm not the least bit worried about Blizzard being able to no. notice that. Yeah. No. You, you like it's more. It's not even just the. Uh, the resources that you invest in it. You also should reward status for having... Like, we're not doing that either. We're not no. giving people, like, a crown for being number no, one. you get a on spray. You, you get, get a, a spray, spray that nobody sees. Nobody gives a shit about sprays. Let's, like, let's nobody, nobody gets their extrinsic, like, back scratched in terms of, like, why, why they're bringing it here. Now, if you ask yourself we, how we once again ended up at this point where, like, we... We go from like people in the esports scene being laid off to the game. It's very easy. The game needs to be figured out. Mm-hmm. This like everything can be atrocious. If the game is amazing, you will have an esport. Yep. I agree. And it's like the esports scene, whatever the league ops and what the teams and what the players, whatever they're doing, they cannot stomp uh, an esport out of nothing. You will be hard capped to to the um to like whatever the game brings to the table, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, necessarily, when you follow down the problem down the rabbit hole, that is going to be a problem. And the reason why this is feels weird that we're letting go of so many valuable. Once again, it's a. By the way, it's the very same discussion we had last week about casters. It's once again happening here. You're losing top talent to other, like, industries. The casters are all we have left. I I understand that you gave them a severance package where someone might not feel as burned once, if the desire of the need was to arise again, that you need to get them in. I agree. Keep in mind, there are a lot of parties going around in in the world that have better music playing than you right now. And will f- for the foreseeable f- future. You're losing those. Like, nobody's on your dance floor anymore. By and that you're time kicking them out. Got this sick DJ. You're kicking all the sick dancers and those break dancers and, and, and all those people, ballroom, you name it, they're out. You, you remove them from the party. So and when you open the line and you bring them back, they it takes like, time like, to like get said, new people in. That's the problem. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. So the. I said we were going to move on to this, but, but we're, right. we're <laughs> last points. Cause there is some positive things with the league that we can talk I about. I don't think that but... the way that, um, these people were removed from their positions were fired. I don't think there's anything unsportsmanlike about no. what or how that was done. I don't know how much lead time yes. they got on that. So, you know, like, I would, I would, if I were to criticize something, it would be like, you know, you should give them two weeks' notice because that's what they're mm-hmm. required to give you. Um, but there's also, you know, just, you know, if they came up, showed up to work on Monday, and like, okay, hey, you're not working today, you're done. Here's your package. That can be handled better. But as far as the packages that they got, like, again, I think that you know, three months of pay, twelve months of medical, especially during a pandemic, um, you yeah, know, is sure. 
I, I hate using the word generous because the entire thing is not generous when you're talking about firing people. But in right. the yep. strict scope of talking of about severance, right? It it was a generous severance package, but f a gift card, yo, get yeah, off your. You want some in-store credit for your hard work? Also, keep in mind, like, it, like when everyone is, it has to be in Los Angeles. Like, yeah. this complicates things a lot. Like, people need to move quickly or find a job with Los Angeles uh, money, money, yep. in order to make that happen. Right. Yep. So, yeah. And again, like there was already so much work going around. Like nobody was slacking or whatever. Like you could definitely argue that some of the people that were fired were not the best performers. I would even sign that, right? Sure. But like... With, with, with the sniping of bad eggs, you're, you're cleaning out a whole lot of good eggs. Yeah. And that's just I'm the people sure. who are laying off. I'm not sure if your ability to discern the good from the bad oh. works for you. Yeah. I think that they've had that issue for a while now, and I think there's a lot of people who sailed that writing on the wall and got out quick. Let's go to Philly. Let's go to Philly. Let's go to Finally, Philly. Something Let's talk about good some talk good about. news. Yes. Uh, so, hey, guess what? Rascal found a home. It's the Philadelphia Fusion. I don't know. I'm going to give that one up. That's a clap. That's a clap. Thank God we didn't lose him bad enough that libero hasn't found a home at least rascal who is increasingly becoming more beloved by the community um has found a home and one that will benefit from him i won't say he needs him but i think you know with, with somebody of rascal's talents um he'll probably benefit anybody in the league i think with the bi-monthly hero pool format rascal will see play time on this team more than likely, and will probably benefit them. Um, yeah, that's it's it's a great signing. I love it. I consistently am impressed with the resources that Fusion has to operate with. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wrote it in an article. I, I think they've won the offseason, and I don't think it's close. I think Yiska mm. kind of uh, take delayed on this. You know, I'll give you credit where credits due with with take delay as much as. You uh, apply it to some things that mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd necessarily give you, but you know, you said it with nine K and you're right entirely through and through. So hats off to you. Philly is a scary, scary beast. Now the problem of course, with all of this is that like rascal is my assumption, not hundred percent, but mm -hmm. it, I, I feel safe enough to speculate on it. Rascal is in because eco is out, right? At the mo in terms of outside of Korea, yeah, yeah, right. So, in that, it's I mean, it's already int very interesting that this had to happen in order for a Rascal to uh, find a job. I will also say, like, <sighs> I mean, it is unfortunate. At the mm -hmm. same time, not going to lie to it, like, even at the time that. Fusion decided uh, they were going to Korea. I think immigration lawyers could have told you that that was going to be a challenging yeah, deal. Yeah, sure. Now you can't, you can't uh, foresee like whatever is going on with uh, with Britain, um, and also like your your problems are really like 
diverse in terms as diverse as your team is basically with like israel and whatnot like i would have thought like if he's home he would even be vaccinated fully i'm not sure what uh ikio that is um not sure what the status is there but um yeah this is like <sighs> i mean personally like you you guys know that i think highly of rascal even though it has been hammered into me from the league to not think as highly of him right now, I still think, in in essence, this really like will once again contribute. Like, it can only help the fusion to have a wider roster. I will. It, it will be interesting to see what happens if they are once again all in one location. That works. Um, who's playing then, and who's playing what? Right. Sure. Um, I think. I think, for instance, a team like the Fusion probably had that choice before between yep, Rascal and Mikio. And I think their initial decision is quite clear. Sure. And this was plan B, right? Mm -hmm. Now, plan B doesn't necessarily mean that they think Rascal is the worst player. It just means they think it's the worst deal, right? Yeah. It could also Val be the, that Just same. a value of, a, you know, evaluation. Right. So it will be hard. Like that that region is hard, dude. Like, yes, I will say, by the way, like just burn my power rankings from December about Asia because like I would have lost to coin flip probably in hindsight. Like it's actually ridiculous how different people are now playing. And I guess like do you want to transition directly into the scrim NYX elegance Guangzhou? on friday um, or do you have anything could. else to to say uh, I mean, about rascal I, I think i've said my piece on philly and then rascal it's it's definitely a team that you know again i think it's a super team i think this continuously points me in that direction um they they again consistently surprise me with how much resources they can they can actually spend on this game and i i, I echo your point with the cost effectiveness evaluation of signing rascal for you know x amount is he really going to provide more value than EQO who we kind of trust and have always kind of worked with. And we know he's a known quantity rascal coming into the league. You know, we, we know his track record, but we've never worked with him directly. Is that necessarily worth it? No. Revisit the conversation. Okay. Maybe we want to pursue that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's pretty much laid out there. John, any, any opinions on rascal with Philly? My, my only question was, what do you think took so long? For Rascal, arguably the one of the biggest, if not the biggest name on the free agent list. Mm. What took a team so long to pick up Rascal? Oh, I, mean, I, I wonder I'm, if he still wants to do it. I wonder if that was a question on his end, where it's just like, eh, do I really like, is it worth my time? Can somebody make it worth my time? Eh, we'll see. I, I that's where my you know allegiances lie in that discussion is like he's been playing this game for a long time those who are just kind of getting into overwatch at the overwatch league he had a, a very successful history previous to that a number of years previous to that so um he's, he's been at this for a little bit do you think any of it had to do with his price be, being too high i i do i think you know somebody had to make the deal sweet if he was going to continue to do it but i think that again stems from the not the drive. I, I still think he wanted to compete if I had to guess. And again, I'm projecting from like 
tidbits I hear from a stream every once in a while or mm-hmm. a clip I see. Um, but it, it, it's got to take your, it's got to take its toll again. What, what more does he have to compete? He's, he's a two-time world champion with the shock. Yeah. Okay. I had to, I had to check myself there. I'm like, wait, wait. um, there's, there's, you know, what more does he have to chase? He's been in this game since apex season one. You know, he saw evermore, Mr. 5k. He played alongside him and fed with him. He played Sombra and did well, right? What else does he have to prove to people? So somebody had to sweeten the deal, and it sounds like Philly, you know, met him where he was. Yeah. Fair enough. Or something budged, right? Maybe he, you know, really kind of decided, has that itch, okay, you know what, I'll budge and, and you know, sign with you. Maybe it's vice versa. It's difficult to say, but I think that's at least where my speculation lies, is, is, is kind of motivational factors, maybe not as driven feels aggressive but you know again a long career behind him and what more does he have to prove really i mean there's also some something to be said about knowing your value so to speak with believing you have a certain value and the market disagreeing right Mm -hmm. whether you want to call that pricing yourself out of the market or knowing what you're worth is like up to the observer i think (laughs) depends on whose side you're on (laughs) yeah who's asking (laughs) Or how good you think Roscoe is or what he brings to your brands, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. Scrim, scrim? Scrim, scrim? Open scrim? Open scrim. And Wexel Guangzhou? Oh, I, just have, wanted to, uh... I just wanted to ask you really quick before we do that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I want the scrim. Yeah, I want that. But Ons, presumably, oh, yes. coming Eyebrow. back to Overwatch League. Yeah. I'm I, okay. Where where do you think they end up? Yeah, do, what do you, what is your opinion, Yeska? Cuz obviously you're a little bit more connected. Is that... Okay, I have zero juice on this. Okay. I don't even know if it is Overwatch where he's staying. Could be Valorant, right? If Keep in mind that Oof. my understanding is that he had an active contract with a shock. Mm-hmm. So the only way to not have to play out uh, an active contract to um retire. like retire so to speak yeah and if he was to play somewhere then he would probably have to be paid a buyout i think yeah unless, unless the shock the... budges on that right yeah. they kind of wave it right right so mm. um that really depends like again no juice here this is just like my speculation, which is why I think it's more likely to be Valorant than because oh, I'm not please. sure if it's. Oh, I'm getting hot under the collar. Stop saying that V word. <laughs> please, like, I've I'm been not... I've been dipping my toes in a Korean Valorant. And if On shows up on the team, boy howdy, am yeah. I gonna be big excited? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's also the world where he joins like just a bad uh, Asia team, and then. Then we're feeling bad. Again, zero juice, but... Uh, bad Asia team. There's none of those. Come on now. <laughs> Which bad Come on Asia? now. I mean, I, I'm not saying... Like, once again, I, like... I actually don't know. I haven't kept up sure, on sure, vacation. Sure. If you had I to place him, open though. my DMs at the moment. Um, if, if you had to place him, where, where would you like him? If, he, if he stays with like Overwatch, him? I have a team that jumps out to me if you need oh. time. Oh! I say, the, I say Toronto Defiant 100%. 
No. I know that's going to make They're John's eyes roll so far They're in the back bad. of his head. Agility but... is already throwing away his career by going to the Defiant as a streamer. Defiant, dude? Oh. I, I really struggle with seeing Logic's play. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of doubling back on my Paris argument previously, but this is even more of an egregious case where it's like, are you telling me that an entire Korean team is going to learn English for one player? Two players if you count Beast? I, I really question that. Or if that's feasible in the future. So we assume he has a he has a visa, right? I'm so not even assuming that. I'm just card. going no rules, no holds barred, right. place him wherever. Okay. So you're you're just like playing a dream little scenario. dream house. Yes. Right. Um man. Like, okay. Is that like to find I actually like that? Is there another teamwork you could, that could happen? Like, who's who has, who's hurting for a hit, like a primary hit scan threat? A lot of people have one. You look at Houston, they've got Happy. Mm. You look at Florida, Yaki, BQB. I don't know if you necessarily want to, you know, BQB's definitely been more flexible. I think he impressed a lot of people last season. Is so on Florida would, be, would slab as well. Okay, I lie. think Florida, you know. Could could use some depth. I think checkmate again. People forget that this kid's even on the roster. But again, a, a team investing in rookie talent, bringing them in, trying you know actively trying them out. Oh, it right. seems like you know Albert's got some got some faith. Him and Kuki believe in this rookie, and he'll perhaps he'll do well. I've I've seen some of his vods. He seems promising. See what he looks like. Um, Over there, I like Florida as well. That also sounds yeah, nice. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I kind of feel bad for BQB then. I think he's he's really All right. I mean, if you head to head me and say who's better, BQB or Ons, you know which way the yeah. wind's going. You know, yeah, you know Ons is, is a different kind of animal. Yeah, BQB brings the flexibility though, and I think that's definitely valuable. And I I think he'll see play time. But um, Florida, Florida's good. Um. I don't I, I don't hate Dallas. It what Dallas. do you think about Dallas? Yeah, I again, I think it's like a value call. It's, it's it feels almost like a rascal call where it's just like, well, we already have XE. Do we want to break up the synergy? <sighs> I, I feel like I could place him better. I, I, I like him on Toronto more. I like him on Florida a whole lot more than Dallas. I think Dallas need a different player. Um, cough, cough, tracer. I think that still hasn't been addressed and we're a month out. Um. You can't look at most of the Asia teams. Um, no, I, I wouldn't even hate like going like goodbye, Jerry, and get him on justice. Wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that either. Not even gonna lie. At some point, like it's an embarrassment of riches, but it it I mean, they're already getting at that point. And it's it's crazy how many people like the swaths of people that you have to fight through to click try to claim that justice is a good team this season. Like it is crazy. I don't the takes I'm either. seeing with justice. Have you seen this lineup? I mean, yeah, I don't can, know. I think people must assume Jerry, this but... backline is just like a parachute on the like jet engine, like that this team otherwise is. I don't know. And I'm not a big. I'm. I was never a big closer guy, but again, the track record speaks for itself. And if he's actually the caller that people claim he is. I think that does a lot for this team. I don't think Bay Bay's all that bad. I think there are ways they can overcompensate instead of having an all-star flex support or a support duo. 
Um, and I look at Mag, I look at Decay, I look at Fury. Again, names that should be able to overcompensate, but we'll save uh, roster analysis for I mean, another day. You're saying Ants Decay sounds redundant, but what do you do in like, you know, like Ash Tracer or uh, Ash uh, uh, Widow Tracer type of menace, right? Ants Decay sounds like an, a, a world championship winning DPS duo. Add something like a tuba next to them. I don't see what they can't play. Decay's a lot more flexible than I think people realize. You have to go back and look at this kid's history. He plays a lot more than, than maybe the Overwatch League seasons that he's been active in has, has given him credit. And a lot of but. the heroes that kind of made double um, hit scan kind of tough, except for in very specific metas, have mm. been nerfed recently. Yeah. I mean, we're still seeing it a little bit, but it's more echo splashes. I think I think it's, it, well, yeah, it's are not, certain maps. Yeah, but. it's not saying that um, hit, hit dual hit scan is still the way to go, but it is. It's mm -hmm. like dual hit scan is not like the. It's not as crazy as it might have sounded. Like yeah, I don't know, a couple mid, years ago, mid, yeah, or even just beginning of last season was it? Where it mm -hmm. was just. I mean, remember the the trash comp, right? Ash, tr Tracer Ash. I don't think people were necessarily expecting that, and that became a staple. And it still feels like a staple. Um, yes, they were, you know, recently tweaked and that composition seems to kind of have a, or that the archetype has kind of fallen through the cracks a little bit, but still is very viable. And then we have two hero pool tournaments this season that they could just easily kind of come back into vogue. And if you can call upon Ons and Decay to be able to play that. I don't think anybody's mad at that. It, it's more of a question is if either of those want to, you know, sit backseat when it's not sure a double DPS. Yeah. A double hit scan meta, or um, assuming that they uh, could not um, fully. Sorry, I got distracted. Pin to paper. Thank you for the ten gifted subs. I don't normally stop the show, but pin That's coming in shit, huge though. with Thank you, ten you. gifted subs. Pin. Much love. We're breaking the show up for you. Thanks for the support and. Uh, Congrats to everyone who got one of the uh, one of those free subs. Make sure to thank Pin. Anyways, there there's a there's it's so tough when you have such talented individuals. You don't want to and, and every roster already has like a like a clear quote unquote clear starter at that yeah. position because there's always situations in which both can work. But it's kind mm -hmm. of like it's it's like when you have a a fourth wide receiver or something, <laughs> or like a second halfback. So, you know, some offenses make it work in football, and there's, you know, there's value to doing that, but most of the time it just ends up being redundant. Um, mm -hmm. And for any of those super-duper, like, football fans who can, like, you know, crap on what I just said, you know, take it take it for Take it in stride, guys. Say. Come on. Yeah. We're an eSports podcast. We're not, you know, meat sports. Anyways, uh, so that's Ons. I, I, I do want to, we, we, we have to wrap up soon, but um, Mayhem I'm class. trying to bait some scrim juice. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that I first. Think, I think the scrim bucks is open, hopefully. Knock, knock, Yiska. So. Ring, ring. Right. Guangzhou versus NYXL open scrim happening this Friday from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. Pacific time. Hmm. <sighs> 
Why 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 are teams so anti good North American viewership uh times? I mean these are two Asia teams. Why don't they why why do we North Americans continue to get the backhanded slap to these viewership times? It's just, a, just join it's just the a, goblin club. It's just a travesty. Come join it's, the degenerate channel. It's just a travesty. Frequent two-hour naps for everybody. Yeah. Wow. Anything over eight hours and you're fired. Welcome. Uh, anyways, uh, NYXL versus Guangzhou happening this Friday, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Um, I'm hoping so it's on uh, some Asian, Billy Billy? Yeah, some Asian social media streaming site that has a code mm -hmm. for it. I don't know what it is. I'm it's sorry. a little weird, yeah. I don't know what it is. Put it on Twitch. Again, I am so inconvenienced consistently. Life is so difficult. First world. For me personally. NYXL YouTube. Okay. Interesting. Chat coming in. But... Great. It's going to be on NYXL YouTube. That's all we needed. Perfect. Okay. Anyways, it's called Do You. Got it. Okay. Anyways. Do we want to preface this maybe with a prediction and then Yiska can correct our folly? Is that something we maybe be interested sure. in? Sure. Okay. All right, I need John? to refresh myself with yeah, pull up them rosters. New New York Celsius. Would you like me to go first while you decide? No, I want people to wait. Uh, okay. No, just kidding. Yes, you go first. <laughs> I I I'm going to go with the charge. Again, this is a scrim. I'm not putting a ton of stock into this. I, I like the charge at next. I thought Kareev had an outstanding performance. I like the way that this roster is built. Um if if Ball is consistent with what I'm seeing in Korean contenders, I think Jihoon fills that role very nicely. I think Rio can play Monkey. I am a little bit questionable or questioning if they're as interchangeable as I think they could be. I think they fill out very nicely with Echo. I think they can. They have they have a ton of DPS depth. I'm really surprised. I was really surprised with Kareem's performance at next. Um, and I'm still not sold with the NYXL. Um, I will be happily proven wrong, but I'm I'm very much leaning charge in this. Sure, me too. Why not? Actually, no, I'm going to say NYXL are deceptively better than they look. Done. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because of factors and things. Mm, intangibles, maybe. Yeah. I, I I paid I weighed the factors and I have determined. Ooh, the math has been done. No math, just no math. Oh, okay, just raw, <laughs> raw factors. Just just raw factors. <laughs> All right, yes, yes, break it down. The scrim box, hopefully you're open. Right, so of course, scrim box stock stock exchange will once again open shortly before the season. Gathering information. Um, won't spill all the juice. What I can tell you is, I think I had those teams at the bottom of the Asian table. NYXL is so much better than I expected. Like, mm -hmm. so much better. Interesting. So, there is a world where this team is playing for uh, number one in Asia. Really? What? <laughs> You're telling me this yeah. team's going to Hawaii? 
I mean, they that might be setting is up a camp real there. possibility. Yeah, that's a real possibility that they will have. Uh, like, keep in mind, it's really challenging to uh, get a Hawaii spot. Um, sure. Like, but if you're saying number one in Asia, I mean, I'm, and they're I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, Shanghai is still the best team in, in Asia, right? Sure, sure. Like, but if, the, they, can, the, if they, they can touch that, an iota. Yeah. That says a lot. That's that's basically the thing is I don't have great spread in Asia at the moment. I, I still gotta spread my my wings a little bit there, but and also this information is a little bit older. And if you know Scrimbucks, a lot is very volatile. Um, they do be changing. But yes, like they're definitely not a bottom tier team for mm. sure. I I would be very surprised if we saw them there. Even if you don't think Scrimbucks mean nothing. Um, like it's it's very rarely the case that a team wins as many scrims and then is actually the worst in the in the league. Like not even Houston was like this. Not even true, Atlanta. True. Right. They still beat a bunch of teams, right? Like yes, that's a harder region, but and a smaller region at that. But yeah, like is is that still is that narrative firmly in place in your mind? Oh Lord of the scrim bucks proprietor of all things juice look the the pattern is that only ever two or three teams are scrim warriors in any given sure season. sure sure but and but just, just looking at looking at the, the the asian narrative right with yourself being the the king of all all juiciness in overwatch uh, okay let me let me answer this in this way for you okay my power rankings will i have nyxl in top three pretty sure Globally Asia. for Asia. Oh, Asia. okay. I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's a shock to the system. That's still kind of shocking, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think mm. so. Really? I mean, even even if you I'm don't have the scrimbuck information, there is this aspect of trust in NYXL that they've they've really done a good job at least building their rosters to compete at the top level of wherever mm -hmm. they're playing given they can't win anything but consistency to but be consistency fair. again the most consistent franchise in the league uh dude with oh i had i had like to your article right like you said they have big shoes to fill and whatnot like impossible yeah. shoes to fill this and is the first the time they rebuilt were, the like, roster the comments were just like Oh, they were like such an, an average team. I am so glad I detoxed Reddit from my, my existence. <laughs> Bro, this team has 75% win rate in the Overwatch. <laughs> I'm not if, sure if they're not the, the franchise with the best win, win record still in terms of percentages. They have yeah. two oh. stage titles. <sighs> like they, they have a, a regular season they title. They got third first. and goats. Like, what do you want from this team, bro? Like, yes, be be skeptical because this is the first time they've had to redo the entire roster. Yes, they had a, a, a defunct last year, but what team didn't? It was COVID, right? Like, a, applaud the people who was, did consistently well. But What does defunct mean here in the context yeah. of this? Like, um... And then move to Asia, right? Because that's a small feat. Seventh. Yes, probably their worst season by far. Third in Asia. Seventh overall. I mean, screw the overall rankings for last season. What what is that? Stop, dude. Like sixteen and eight. Got... Yeah, sixteen and eight. What sixteen is that? and eight. 
What is that? Only 70? surpassed by the Florida Mayhem. That's 75%, right? I'm not no, going to do math. Uh, that's 66? 66, right? Yeah. 66. Sure. I'll take a 66% win rate. That's pretty on, damn on good. Your, on a bad year. Wait. On a oh terrible God. year. Let's oh just God. run with it. Let's just, let's just assume that it's 66%. Uh, I think you're right. 66%. <laughs> Out of 24 games, they won 18. That's... Yeah, okay. Uh, both I think, like, guys, I'm on vacation. Wait, no, three, four, seven, back. Three to four. It's yeah. good. Let's just agree it's good. No, Chat, two to three. Do the math. Oh, my God. Eric, with you dumbasses. So I teach this, by the way, for so a little bit. Yeah, right? You look at their anyway. season one. They should have won season one, right? If that playoff patch doesn't hit, I think everybody, 66, even with that playoff 66, patch, 66, you're right. Fabulous. They should have won. I think there was I I'd have to go back and look through like oversight and, and these podcasts and maybe some community rankings. But I think NYXL was f by far the team to applaud as as season one predicted or projected winners. John, go. Oh, I was, I was going to say, and to be fair, that seven, there was a big drop off from seventh place to eighth place last season. Yeah. Four wins. Um, separated that the next te the next team next had twelve overall wins for this season. Yeah, but but look this at look at who they're sandwiched between. I'll give Go you ahead. one more. Yeah, yeah, you are you are high on life if you don't think NYXL has been the uh, hasn't been the second most successful uh, franchise in your Watch League. Oh yeah, they're Francisco killing the game Shop. everywhere. Which which organization would would even be up there? Philly. Uh, Philly had a grand finals season one. Yeah. And then pretty incredible season three. Yeah. Not season two, though. Not yeah, season, season two. two not is, nearly yeah. as, as consistent. I, I will not say that. I would yeah. say that you can make the argument yeah. between a grand finals season one finish right. and as strong of a season as they had in season right. three. That those on top of what did they what did they actually do in season two? I don't even know. Um, it was pretty like middle of the pack. Like I think that was yeah, eleventh, like twelfth. Flanked out of plants, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah they finished fifteen and thirteen minus three map differential. Again, uh, not great. Definitely not consistent. But combined with a basically two deep playoff appearances in the other two, that has to mean something against a team that does great in the regular season. Sure. And has something like a 35% win rate in, in playoff, in playoff. Scenario, yeah. scenarios. Here's the thing, though. NYXL has at least won something in the Overwatch League. Namely, True. two stage titles. Philly really hasn't done one shit yet. Like, They've gotten close, especially in person. remember NYXL. those stage titles. I mean, yeah. They mean I, something. I wish we did. I wish we did. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So I think that we're on the right track and just like, hey, number one, stop name, name, naming them after months. Name them after True. things. Name them after teams. Name them after players. Yeah. Name them after. Make every. I almost. I almost after said, what a host says on the Tactical Crouch podcast and then actually yeah. call it June Just. Yeah, right. Call it the, <laughs> the, you know, the Tactical Crouch Invitational. Bring in 10 people and then every year or whatever or every two years you redo the Tactical Crouch Invitational. Anyways, we're not going on that tangent today. But my point being is I think that you can make an argument that Philly is, is up there and deceptively sure. up there 
But in terms yeah. of performance, sure, I would agree. That's but fair. that's just me playing devil's advocate um, to uh, NYXL, who is a team that I, I dearly, dearly love. I, I, I personally value consistency over a season, even in the season where Philly got high up there. They were very close to not even making it to playoffs, right? Like they barely, in like season, London in yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Right? They barely yeah, yeah. got I mean, in. The whole season they, one playoff and, and the teams that we saw there and all that kind of stuff, I think is just a. It's interesting Ooh, how we, the further away from season one we get, the less we remember the circumstances for which uh, everything kind of happened. But, mm. and at the same time, how little analytically it seems to matter to make your point. Like, I don't care. Second place, Overwatch <laughs> League. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Anyways, we, we yeah. so you're saying NYXL here. Pretty handily. In terms of the scrim results. Like, yeah. I mean, the question is how hard do you go? I think I think charge is not Isn't too that terrible, the question but for everything. How hard to go? How hard do you go? <laughs> right. Yes. It's just how hard do you go? I'm a softie. Um <laughs> Right, no, but yes, I think NYXL, if, if that is remotely competitive, NYXL most of the time should win that scrim. Mm. Very, very interesting. That, I think that'll say a lot when it comes to power rankings. I have been working on mine. Um, it's difficult to come to a conclusion, so graphics are hard to make. Um, and if NYXL performs well, this is going to be even more difficult. So. Boy, howdy's. But we don't we put for... we don't put we don't put any stock in 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 show matches. Remember, it's Yiska's <sighs> rule, Yiska's law: Thou shalt not yeah. put stock in show matches. No, should like from the box mean everything. It's like they're <laughs> yeah, literally <'cause... laughs> the Bible. But official matches before the Overwatch League are thrown. Trash, garbage, always. Yep. I mean, Soul did play the entire Soul match against Justice without profit and. Did give a give a little side eye there. I think you can judge justice in a vacuum a little bit. Wouldn't put a ton of weight on it, but I think it should put some doubters to rest. But I wouldn't uh, discredit Soul for not playing their best player and maybe the goat. The Animaniac says, "If Scrimbucks mattered, Houston would have been great." And all I have to say to you is, Houston was great in scrims. <laughs> I mean, again, they were great. <laughs> Define, right somewhere. Define greatness. <laughs> define greatness. I'd, I'd rather be great in scrims than not be great at all. That's all I'm saying. Um, yes. So we we do have one more thing to talk about that we need to get out of here. ASAP yes. coming up uh, this weekend as well on March 20th, which I believe is Saturday. We have the Mayhem Spring Classic. Uh, eight teams Love in a it. double elimination format. Matches will be played in a first to three with the grand finals being a first to four. Map is picked by the higher seeded team. Um, control escort hybrid start over. Uh, invited teams include the American Tornado, Ardor, Dark Mode NA, Obey Alliance. I didn't even know Obey was in Overwatch. Uh, so go ahead. Odyssey Revival with LH Cloudy. Coming in on that one. I think Pascal's on that one too, isn't aren't they? 
uh, Sparkle Academy and Susanoo. Um, or Susanoo. Lots, lots of uh, competitive uh, tier two teams here. I, I, I don't honestly don't know a whole lot outside of I know there's some you know previous contenders and Overwatch League talent there, but we want to <sighs> put it on your radar as something to watch. Sponsored by Zaxby's. I have never had Zaxby's, but I hear very, very good things. In the same sense, American Tornado sounds like they're just going to sweep everything. So, are they playing for money? Yes, five thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah, go support tier two. Actually, go support tier two. Here's your your platform to be able to do so. Go support Mayhem out here making content in the preseason, giving these tier two teams something to play for. As much as we ragged on Blizzard, you know, for for trash in the past, or bro, these teams are stepping up and and making making it. Putting a Band-Aid on the pool, right? It's leaking. We still have problems. But we have people stepping up and actually making change. So go support them, genuinely. Yes. Cool. Holy cow, we got through a lot today. Oh, Did. God. Dude, don't. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. What? <sighs> Lovely. Oh, so Esports Observer. We're not going into this. We're going to just leave no. this bomb uh. here. Esports Observer uh, has just posted an article that we haven't read yet, but this is just the tweet uh, yep. text. A corporate behavior watchdog and investment group, uh, CTW Investment Group, has called out Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick for taking out a $200 million bonus amidst company layoffs. $200 million. Bear in mind, if you take the original 10 franchises, or was it 12? The original 12. 10, uh, 12 franchises and their buy-ins, that total would be $240 million. Bobby Kotick got a bonus the size of the pay-in for Overwatch League. Yep. Record profits, baby. Must be nice. We, thought, we figured out where the we, we figured out where all the resources were allocated. Can I say, like. can I say that this week, and, and I, I was gonna say this earlier in the podcast, I tweeted it out <laughs> earlier this morning. This week is the first week that I didn't want to be a consumer or content creator of Blizzard games. It's getting tough. It's getting tough when this shit comes out. First time, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but hold on though, Yiski, you cannot say for a second that this is like anything we've seen before from Blizzard. Yeah, no. Every time it just stacks on, it's it not, gets no. a level worse and a level yeah, worse yeah. and a level worse and a level worse. And I love this the people who are still at Blizzard. I have lots of friends who are still at Blizzard. They're amazingly sure, talented sure. individuals, incredible developers. I believe the Blizzard company culture is, you know holding together in, in, in certain important aspects, but this is, I literally sent a message to Joe and Yiska today and I go, I don't, I really don't want to podcast about overwatch anymore. And tough say. And this shit continues. It comes out and they, as much as I hate to use slap the face of overwatch fans, uh, seemingly week by week, it's, it's tough to, you know, I, I'm committed to seeing the ship sink. If, if, Indeed, that's where we're headed, but it's it's sad to see something with so much promise just get trashed. 
I love Overwatch and I love I love the people who we get to hang out with every week too much. But mm-hmm. it just feels like every week I'm just getting a, a a swift kick in the groin before I have to go talk about a game that I love. It's just like, yep. hey everybody, welcome to Overwatch League podcast. Ugh. A two hundred million dollar swift kick. Two hundred million dollars swift. <laughs> Kick. That's a swift kick. That's, that boy. That's a heavy. Filming. That's a heavy sock of pennies right there. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you know, <sighs> record record profits again. That could float. Mm. What whatever project they wanted in esports, it's it's Just not a, a it's not a money ne- problem. It's an optimization issue, and that pisses me off. Just a reminder: the Nintendo CEO takes home two point five million. Billion? Billion. Million? And I'm honestly, I'm not saying, I am not saying that I'm like, I might get really crapped on for saying this. I'm on the higher end of what I think that CEOs should make in the sense that I think that the market can bear a lot and that when you're building multi-billion dollar companies, the people at the top making the decisions deserve to be compensated more than any other person in the company. Sure. However, if you are actively cutting staff and you are already a notoriously underpaid company to begin with, when you look at the median for uh, a lot of the different positions and you're taking a fifth, you know, 20% of a billion dollars in a yearly bonus, that's broken. That's broken. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a hard number where it is, but it's just like, you know, when it's too high, you know, when it's bad. I think we jumped the shark with 200. Hopefully we get that yeah, Coca-Cola sponsorship, you know, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Anyways. There we go. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't be a good tactical crouch episode if we didn't just get like immediately right. break checked with obscene news. So there we have it. It's stamp of approval. Here we are. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Kotick. Appreciate yep. you. All right. We're going to get out of here. Chat. Thanks Let's so much for hanging up. out. Um, we had a ton of fun today. Sorry <sighs> that there's a little bit of a down downer, but we did actually get to start talking about some competitive Overwatch League stuff again. So that's really fun. Yep. Uh, follow me everywhere at kick tripod. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, hey, hey, you, you like the show? I hope you like the show. If you don't like the show, that's okay. Tell us why. Just be nice about it. Um, But if you do like the show and you want to support, there's a couple great ways to do that. The first one is to support us on Patreon. Our show is almost exclusively supported on Patreon. It's the best way to support the show because over 90% of the money that you send to Patreon gets sent straight to creators. So if you want to support us Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. It's, it's a monthly thing. So, you know, you can give, you know, some people are like, I'm going to only subscribe for one month and give you $25. And that's great. Some people are like, you know what? I'm going to do $5 a month or $3 a month. That's totally cool. Uh, We have some great perks that we're going to be delivering on, including anime night on May 19th at noon Pacific time. We're going to be uh, watching the first or the fifth episode of the Violet Evergarden after we watched the previous four on our own. 
So make sure to watch episodes one through four. Otherwise, you may not be as clued in on the conversation. And then afterwards, I have a feeling that we'll end up throwing up some games or something like that. Yeah. So if you like uh, the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We have lots of great tiers and it's a great way to support the creators you love. A lot of the creators that you love are probably on Patreon and they maybe don't talk about it a lot or they do talk about it a lot. Support them. Uh, it's a great way to do that. Otherwise, leave a sub right here at twitch.tv slash kicktripod. Um, and we had quite a few people do that today, including Sad Albatross and Boohow, and then Pin to Paper coming in with the 10 gifted subs today. Thank you so much. 10 bones. Big La ones. Last but not least, we do want to thank uh, our patron producers uh, who uh, are exceptional at supporting us and supporting the show. Thank you for doing so. We're getting into the Overwatch League season, and this show gets hella fun. Yes, uh, yes. And it couldn't be done without our patron producers. Refined Bean, Ferdino, Battlecrab, Lotion, Rex Zane, Sir Girthalot, Pork Chop, Sam Pork Chop Sammy, Kasha67, Shara, Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, uh, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Chris R34444, Bronzebot, Boohow. Sorry, headphone users. Sometimes you just got to roll with it. Yeah, Voice cracks I mean, once, make it intentional. True. Fair. Uh, anyways, yeah, our puberty, <laughs> our Patreon puberty producers. Oops. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for supporting the show, patron producers. If you want to support the show and you're like, I can't support you with uh, anything money wise, we totally get it. Uh, subscribe uh, to YouTube, youtube.com slash tactical crouch. Subscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kick tripod. And I mean, follow, not subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Leave a five-star iTunes review. All that stuff is a great way to support for absolutely free. Otherwise, just join us. Discord.me slash tactical crouch. Join us and join the conversation uh, there. It's just great to have a community of people who love esports and gaming and, and the show. Yeah. So join us for that. Uh, okay, guys, shout-outs for the week. Where can people find you? Yeska, let's go with you first. Um... I'm off this week, but we scheduled some good stuff for you. Friday, 6 p.m. GMT. Got do that. Do the do the calculations because I'm not going to do that for you because time zones are switched up, and the Europeans are currently confused. While we started an hour early, yeah, we do that thing where we're Americans two hours. Confused. So just like put 6 p.m. GMT into your converter. Tasmo part two, and that's the that's the juicy one about season like from season two into season four, what fuel fans can expect, why they chose to go down that route, what they thought about the previous seasons and whatnot. Fabulous. Cool. Joe, what about you? Um, I've got some interviews cooking as well. I'm going to be speaking with uh, head coach Flubby from the Vancouver Titans coming up here shortly within the next couple days. Um Got an interview with Reprise in the books. Uh, that should be coming out sometime soon. Um, and if you're into Valorant, you know, definitely come uh, ponder over on GG Recon. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in Korean Valorant, got some uh, got some spice for you there. Um, and yeah, some analysis. So if you're into that, come check us out. Dope. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, except for YouTube. You can find me at YouTube.com slash Kick Tripod YT. Um... 
not a whole lot going on. Work is getting really busy. And for the next four or so months, you may see me kind of in and out and missing some more stuff than I normally would as uh, uh, things get really busy at work. So I just wanted to put that out there ahead of time. But love you all. Uh, thanks, everyone, who uh, we hit 666 subscribers on the YouTube. So no more. Oh, no more. Thanks. Or please. Or <laughs> less. 100, 111 more. more for the Lord. Uh, all right. Chat, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thanks so much for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.